0: when domination happened, the, the whole family was really cohesive, you know, they were supporting each other, parents were improving, the you know? child was improving. So that actually made me feel like, ah, you know, that's why
1: Welcome to Creating Wellness Moments, the podcast where we dive into the depths of the human psyche, self-discovery, and personal growth. I'm Calvin Wong, your host and fellow explorer on this journey towards mental well-being. Join me as we uncover inspiring stories, expert insights and practical tips to cultivate a healthier and happier life. Get ready to embark on a transformative experience, one episode at a time. Let's create wellness moments together. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Creating Wellness Moments. I'm Calvin Wong, your host, and today we're joined with a true mental health change maker. Meet uh, Sin Xuan, uh, she's from WID a counselor and therapist specializing in evidence-based techniques like CBT and acceptance and commitment therapy. With a heart for youth, she uses her uh, tech-savvy edge to bridge the gap and create lasting impacts. So stay tuned as we uncover the insights on her adolescent mental health. i uh really thrilled to have you here today.
0: Thanks. I- I'm happy to be here today as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so as you said, you know with the introduction you actually specialize in a few evidence-based uh, modalities like cbt and play therapy can you share a few of those approaches and what that looks like in terms of benefiting teenagers and adolescents
0: yeah so right now um, i'm actually more um focusing on cbt um cognitive behavioral therapy so the core of this um this technique actually lies in understanding the thoughts the feelings and the actions and that they are all connected. So basically, it's like changing how you think can make positive and lasting changes. This is the core of CBT. And what I do is I kind of teach um, clients how to identify negative thoughts and thought thoughts patterns and kind of replace them with healthier, more constructive way of thinking. And of course, ultimately, the goal is to improve their behavior and emotions.
1: Okay, I see. So it's kind of like a, if you change how you think about certain things, and take the actions from those thoughts, it'll have a more positive outcome. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. So basically, um, perhaps if we have a negative um, thinking pattern, for for example, black and white thinking, so this is a negative uh, thinking trap, right? So with CBT, we could convert them, uh, kind of convert them to more positive um, or create new positive thoughts.
1: OK, I see. Yeah, so uh, you're... I'm just kind of curious why you choose to have a passion for, for working with youth and teenagers. Like what kind of led to that inspiration?
0: <laughs> yeah, so for me, I actually always feel that youth is actually a crucial crucial stage of development. So during the youth, teenage stage, right, we, we usually feel lost. We need a lot of guidance from the people around us. We are trying to build our own social circle. So change at this stage, I feel that it would really have a long lasting impact and i i'm always passionate with working with children and with teens so during my mm-hmm. undergraduate years i've already um, started working with um kids and then i moved on to youth so and i also feel that i could more empath i could empathize um with the challenges youth face as well so that's really my the population that i'm really passionate to work with
1: yeah yeah for sure uh- it sounds like, um, early intervention is kind of the key of your work and, and WID's work, um, are you able to just kind of elaborate why, why, you know, in, why you think that the early intervention is so much more important, uh, and in terms of making a difference for their emotional well-being?
0: Yeah. So I feel that at this stage, <clears throat> the the brain is perhaps not fully developed yet, so there's a lot of challenges that youth may face, you know, in this way, who am I? Identity crisis, who am I? Who do I want to be? What am I? Um, who do I want to interact with? Who do I want to include in my social circle? Things like this. So with the current guidance and um, positive guidance and everything, it, it will really have a long lasting impact. For example, if we can guide teens um, to to perhaps interact with um, Positive, um, people with peers, um, interact, um, widen their social circle. This would actually make them perhaps more, um, more open, more um, sociable, and this would actually, this skill would actually help them bring, bring, bring them through the whole of their adulthood as well. So I feel that this youth is really a crucial part of change.
1: Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I've spoken to, you know, a few people within the mental health space and with the, in terms of like adult counseling and therapy, there's a a lot of talk about unlearning the things that you uh, had in the past in order to essentially uh, rewire your brain. So I guess it's really nice for you to get the opportunity to wire the brain properly in a sense before they have to unlearn anything, right? And it's just more of an adjustment and how they they view life yeah. and teaching them the the right skills to navigate. <laughs> is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I would rather say rather than rewire, rewiring them, I would rather teach them um skills to better whatever challenges that they are facing right now. You know, teaching them coping skills and stuff like this. So I feel that this, like I said, this is really the crucial part of change that we can inflict.
1: Absolutely. I I don't think uh, we, (laughs) at least personally, for me, I didn't get that opportunity and I have to relearn now. (laughs) Um, That's okay. It's never too late. Exactly. As long as you put in the work, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So so just reading a bit of your profile, you talked a a bit about incorporating technology into this uh, mental health field and it's, it's quite an intriguing concept. How do you see uh, these technologies benefiting with uh, in terms of adolescent mental health?
0: Yeah, so in my in my perspective, there's a lot of ways that youth these days can can benefit a lot with mental health and tech. So now these days, tech is so prominent in our lives, right? Everywhere is tech, you know, Facebook, WhatsApp. So what about how about if we can actually um incorporate tech into mental health as well? For example, um. If we talk about mental literacy, the most basic ones. We could have psychoeducation materials with tech, you know, we could have different materials for them to learn about mental literacy, to increase their mental literacy, where to seek help. Even sometimes stuff like chatbots can help. Stuff like um, online learning can, can help increase mental literacy and inc- even, even increase like their coping mechanism. There's a lot of like YouTube videos these days about reading techniques um a lot of stuff like this so and also perhaps even for like chatbot anonymous chatting right um where you can just talk to someone that you don't know so he will be more open i guess to share your, um what you're struggling with and things like this
1: yeah just uh creating some outlets that have a safe space with the anonymity as yeah. well as i'm just a bit curious how, how you are able to kind of le- make it a little bit more engaging Uh, for them to have it uh, kind of like an appeal factor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So actually currently we are partnering with um, a company, um, Zola. So they actually have um, things like, they actually have technological features like, you know, chatbots. So what they did was very interesting. They actually created a gamification, you know, where like there are smart goals, things like this. And once you have checked in your mood, you have completed your smart goals, you have did your journaling and then we actually gain points for it. So I feel that gamification can also be a great way in, in cooperation with tech and in the mental health field space to encourage students to actually seek, out, seek help and things like this.
1: Yeah, I, I think the yeah. gamification aspect is, is, is quite helpful in a sense where uh, too often in times in our life where we ha- have a small win, we typically don't celebrate them. And we don't, uh, we kind of brush it like it's not a big deal. And having the gamification process, uh, I think, really puts it in more context for us to feel good that we did achieve that thing, even though it's a small thing. But uh, all these small things add up into the uh, the big impact, right? Yeah, small
0: wins add up to big win, right? At the end of the day.
1: Absolutely. Um, So. So I, I could imagine it's it's quite tough to work with uh, youth in terms of uh, you also have to balance that a dynamic between the, the child and parent. And how would you say you and WID are able to tackle this kind of situation?
0: So in terms of that, we actually um, draw, draw a line quite clearly as to like how can we collaborate with parents, you know, um, things like this. So we collaborate in parents um, in a therapeutic pro- process in a form of like, but we still also have to keep in mind to respect the privacy of um, our youth. So perhaps um, keeping parents in the first phase of the whole therapeutic process, you know, um, having initial consults, you know, what, what, what issues are they struggling with their children, um, their youth, um, getting informed consent and having feedback sessions, perhaps like every, every other session. So this is where we kind of involve parents as well. Um in terms of use of course, um the whole process has to be youth-centric, right? It has to center around youth. So we would kind of have um programs tailored for use, for example, um anger management, uh, emotion emotional regulation, we would have packages tailored to them as well.
1: Okay, I see. And in terms of the parent involvement, uh, is it quite personalized in this in a sense where how much involvement that the parents have in terms of this uh therapy sessions or is it kinda of, there, is a there, is there a standard?
0: Yeah. Um we would say that um there is a standard. Um it, it will be a half half, I guess, you know. like if the client is a minor, if the youth is a minor and they have indicated like self-harming, things like this, of course parent involvement have to be have to be um in place. Um, you know, the initial consult usually we will also um involve the parents. But at the same time it really also depends on how comfortable the youth is. You know, sometimes youth themselves um request for their parents to be involved. Um, they want to the parents to see how much t- change they have made, you know, they want their parents to improve as well. You know, so it, it's really a uh-huh, standard, standardized as in like consult, you know, feedback session, the informed consent. Um, but also fluid in a sense that really how much the client wants their parents to be involved.
1: Hey there, amazing listeners. Before we dive deeper in today's insightful conversation, I want to take a quick moment to give a shout out to the driving force behind this podcast, my very own mental health-focused creative production agency, Calvin Wong Media. As you know, creating wellness moments is all about exploring the depths of of the human psyche, and fostering personal growth. And guess what, it would not be possible if it were not for Calvin Wong Media. We conceptualize, humanize, and bring your story to life using unique storytelling techniques that engages the audience. So the next time you're inspired by an episode, or find yourself engaged in a thought-provoking conversation here, remember, that's the result of the support of Calvin Wong media and its lovely kinds. If you're looking to amplify your message, tell your story with authenticity and connect with your audience on a deeper level, reach out to us at calvinwongmedia.com. Now back to the conversation on creating wellness moments. Yeah, I think it's really beautiful where the the kids actually want their their parents to be involved in their uh, mental health and wellness journey. I would say it take that takes a, a lot of confidence and courage. Cause I, when I had my own personal struggles, I, I didn't really want to tell my parents to be honest. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we really want to normalize this kind of thing, you know. We want to normalize help seeking. We we want to like um encourage um youth these days to like um have self-care, you know, promote their resilience and really help seeking can really just start from talking to the people that you trust the most and oftentimes it's really our parents,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, like, I kind of find out the hard way personally for me, where I opened up late in the later stages of my life to my parents about my personal struggles. And they were actually really accepting. So um, you just never know. And I, I think it's worth it to take the risk to tell your loved ones when you are in a space that you need support. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for, I always feel that it's really great to talk to someone, even if it's not your parents, just talk to someone you trust.
1: For sure. Yeah. And so I, I read your bio a little bit and I, it seems like you, you have quite extensive experience in your work and uh, including your studies. And, but I, I'm sure the, the, the road to where you are now is, is has been quite challenging and there probably is some you know struggles that you personally encountered and maybe some personal sigmas can you share a little bit about those
0: yeah so of course there are always um issues that every counselor space right so for me my unique challenge is because i actually obtained my masters um at a pretty young age as compared to other counselors so i actually got my masters at 22. so of course you know um there will be doubts about how um how trustable are you? You know who who are you to counsel me? Who I may even be older than you. Stuff like this, you know, um, questions like this. But I guess, um, like I said, everyone faces their own challenges. So for me, I just um try to do my work well. I try to um follow what um I have to do. You know um follow what I have been taught. Um and more often than not, you know, after one or two um rapport building sessions, you know the clients will be like, okay, actually, yeah. I'm, actually, you do have what it takes, you know, to be um, whatever you are. So that's my personal challenge. Um, I just um, try to reassure them that I actually have the right credentials. You know, I, I'm actually experienced as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So that's really how I deal with it.
1: <laughs> and what do you think is like, well, personally, for me, I think you being so young gives you more uh of an advantage in a sense where you have more relatable experiences to to the uh youth that you're helping because your <laughs> you know your teenage years were really not so long ago right yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah so mm-hmm. yeah, of course you know um when i when I speak to um clients around my age um Age range, you know, we could really um connect well, you know, rapport building was was relatively easier, you know, than clients that were from a very huge age gap, you know, perhaps too young, or perhaps um yeah, usually it's too young. So there, there's always um pros and cons working with um clients around my age age group. One, of course, the most evident one is that um I could relate to them better, you know. I I could understand the struggles, you know, it helps with my empathy. But of course, the cons are, like I said earlier, you know, you are the same age as me, you know. um, Who are you to counsel me? Or do you really have the right, what it takes? So these are the, really the challenges. So, but I would say it's really a balance of both, you know. You really get huge fulfillment in helping whatever age group it is. Whether it's young, it's the same, whether it's older. You really get the fulfillment when you feel that you have made an impact. So that's how I always tell myself to, to be who I am. To to just help whatever I can, and whenever I can.
1: Of course, uh. So since we're kind of on that on that topic, if you had to share just one story, um, uh, that just really. That fulfills like, your calling essentially. You know, you feel like wow this. Like, I made a huge impact today, or at least with the specific youth or or family that you dealt with. What would you say uh, that one story would be?
0: Yeah, so there's one that I can recall right now. Um, There was one client. uh, uh, She's a teen. Uh, She actually came in with... uh, the parent, and after sharing the backstory, so the backstory was that um the teen wants to seek help for counseling. Um, of course, didn't have the means to, so had to um involve the parents, and when they they came they came to me, it was very obvious that the parents was kind of more reluctant to come. Um, so after understanding, it was because they knew that the teen struggle is really a part of growing. Um, so it's really. That mentality where you know it, it will just um go off by right itself after a few years. Um so in a sense they were quite dismissive of um the client's struggle. So what I had to do was I had to actually take a collaborative approach. Um not saying that um other other cases we don't take a collaborative approach, just that this is particularly um challenging because you really have a dismissive parent um who feel that there's no need and it's like wasting my money. So we I really had to um acknowledge the parents' concern. I also had to like um, emphasize the benefits, the potential benefits of counseling. So what I do was that I, that I feel that it was particularly helpful was actually to keep validating the parents' concern. Like, yes, I do understand um you don't see a need um need, but you know whatever. Um, I even had to introduce um psychoeducation to the parents. So but allowing the parents to understand what actually the child is facing. Um, there's a scientific name for it. Um, and really by starting to understand what that exactly mental health is. So ultimately, really, the parents became uh, more receptive and I could feel that they genuinely supported the child um coming. So, and at the end of the day, um when termination happened, the, the whole family was really cohesive, you know, they were supporting each other, parents were improving, the child was improving. So that actually made me feel like you know, that's why I'm here. Things like this. Yeah, so that's just one of the stories that I could think of. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm sure you have many more. uh, But the, you know, you you tell me today in terms of that, yes, this is a very good success story. I'm sure going through that uh, journey with the parents and and the child must be very difficult for you to have the patience to validate all the concerns and really entrust that this is the best fit for their child, and you know this is the the route we should be taking, and and it really just comes from the heart, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm also really glad that the parents chose to trust me in the end of at the end of the day, um, trust that I'm a good fit for the child. I could help the child, so that's also really um, really good news for me, actually. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And and so we talked a little bit about how there's some stressors and yeah, that. This particular youth uh, had to face. However, with this rapidly changing world and technology and and social media, all this stuff, we live in quite fast-paced uh, world, and there's a lot of stresses. <laughs> How would you say is the best way f- to approach, you know, this ever-changing dynamic that we in the world we live in?
0: So you see, you know, there are a lot of um, changes in terms of mental health that. Um, Youth this they are facing you know stuff like cyber bullying um, digital overloading um, body image issues there are a lot of issues that they are facing so what we can do is really like i said earlier really to normalize help seeking we we could use technology we could use our voice to normalize that it's okay even if for example even if you don't have you don't think you have any you are facing any struggles you don't think you're facing any challenges you could also talk to a counselor it doesn't have to be that Oh, you know, you 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 are facing something. I can't sleep. You know, I I'm feeling down. Then you speak to a counselor. It doesn't have to be that. It can just be you just want to speak to someone. You just want someone to talk to. But really normalize it and self care is really important. So something that I feel um teens these days we really have to um encourage more. It's really self care. You know, self care. It doesn't have to be facial. You know, I take care of my face, physical, food, just, It could also really be. Sleeping on time, you know, having a healthy diet, stuff like this, could really impact um one's physical health and mental health as well. the The last point I really feel that is quite important is we promote a lot of resilience these days. Um, for you, sometimes you know we lose motivation. We get a bad grade. We just lose motivation. Um, to study, we feel that we are loser. We can't we can't do well. But if we could promote resilience in the child, you know, the child could bounce back. The child has the skills to bounce back. The child, um, the youth know how to um handle this kind of stress as well. I think that it really do a huge impact um in their adulthood as well.
1: For sure, uh, you mentioned resilience, and I would say this word is used quite often <laughs> in terms of the mental health space. Uh, what, what would you say yeah. that 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 means to you? I know you explained a little bit about the ability to bounce back, but if you're just able to elaborate a little bit more.
0: Okay, so with like like I said earlier, so resilience really um like in face of challenges, for example um like a setback, right? Youth these days setbacks would be relationship issues um probably even some academic issues. It's really the capacity to to hold that um to hold that um setback to bounce back from it that adversity. You know um really it's not really just about enduring the difficulty. It is also it really also involves. Um, knowing what resources you have, having the ability to recognize the resources. Oh, I can look for my teacher. Oh, I can look for a counselor. Knowing what resources to go for um, to navigate this challenge. So I feel that, like I said, um, two points. First one is the ability to bounce back. The second one is also the ability to recognize the challenges, to recognize the challenge, you know, to recognize who we can seek, how to seek help, who we can go to seek help. So I feel resilient encompasses all this really small little aspects
1: yeah th- thanks for explaining to uh, that for me it sounds like it you're just kind of building your mental muscle as well as uh having the awareness to seek help when you need it before it uh rolls down into a slippery slope <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it just to add it really also involves like identifying um who you are what are your strengths you know this are. Uh, really a key part of resilience and really having that problem solving skills as well. Like how do you break your challenges down into um manageable steps? How how do you have the ability to develop this action plan? Basically really your mental health muscle, like you said.
1: Of course. So that's also I'll say part of the the early intervention aspect, right? And it's, yes. yeah. it is Yeah. As we've you know uncovered it is uh, quite vital in terms of youth, I mean, for everyone, but especially for the youth. And what what kind of advice would you say you would like to give to the parents, educators, other professionals, uh, just for the teenager years uh, where they're kind of going through this transformation phase still?
0: So one, actually I have three advices to give. So the first one is really to educate yourself about mental health, you know, be it teachers or parents, you know, um, times are always changing, you know, different set of era, um, youth are facing a different set of issues. So really educate yourself on um, what are the current mental health issues. Um, basically um, educate yourself in, the, in terms of mental health literacy, you know, increase your mental health literacy. Um, how to spot signs, how to spot the symptoms of, for example, even as simple as stress, um, anxiety issues, things like this. So second is really listen with empathy. Try not to be dismissive if your student or your team comes to you trying to talk to you. It may not be in the form of like, "Mom, I want to talk to you about my mental health issue." It can really be talking about the day. You know, try to listen with empathy. Um, putting yourself in their shoes, how would they feel? You know, really empathize with them before um judging them. And the third um, advice I have is to stay calm. Sometimes your child or your student may share um stories that you kind of set stories that um don't align with our values. They come and really understand um from their perspective why do they think this way. So this uh, this is really the top three advice I have to I have to give uh, parents or they just.
1: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think, with the point two about not being dismissive. Um, a lot of the times, we, we're actually dismissive of our own issues. And we say, oh, it's not a big deal. And uh, we just don't spend the time. We kind of brush it off. And I think that also leads back to your first point about the education. Because they kind of go hand in hand where if you dismiss it and you don't want to take the time to educate yourself, um, you think it's like, oh, like it's going to take t- my time to... Uh, learn all these things, and it will not make time for either uh, having fun or studying. But it, I think that's kind of the wrong, wrong way to think about it, because if you spend the time, you could actually prevent yourself from all the stresses or anxiety that you might encounter um, if you didn't do so, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So really, just knowing what it is, um, what I, what challenge are we facing? is really very important.
1: Of course. So just before we take off, uh, I was just wondering if you're able to kind of share a little bit more about WID and uh, maybe where you guys are located and what kind of support you guys offer in terms of uh, for youth.
0: Yeah, so we're actually located um, at the heart of Chinatown, Singapore. Um, what we do is we actually offer counseling services. Um, right now, we actually also have um free mental health screening, you know, just a gauge of where you're at um and we our counseling services um tailor is tailored to address the mental emotional and social uh, needs of use so we also um kind of um see a range of clients you know clients facing with issues like depression anxiety stress you know even like relationship difficulties things like this um we, we do have a um, art therapy as well individual counseling you know parent coaching packages So we do have a, a wide range of um, what we offer here so just feel free to go to our, on, onto our website and have a look yeah
1: absolutely thank thank you so much for uh, joining us today and sharing all that wonderful insights and if you're in your mental health journey and you're, or you want to start it I really would like to implore you to uh, take advantage of their their you know free screening digital health or screening um, yeah, you know, it's uh I think it's a great way to start and really take take the advantage to educate yourself better.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that um every child deserves to have the help that they need. Yeah. Yeah. So please seek help if you need. Um don't be afraid. Um you're probably not the only one. Um seeking help or who needs help.
1: I think that yeah, that's a great message, you know. We're too often think we're, we're alone uh, in our situation, but you're really not. So uh, just reach out for help. And uh, thank you so much again for coming to the show. Let's create more wellness moments together.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me as well. Um, I do hope that we really can reach out to more youth um, with this um, show as well. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So I'll leave all the information to it uh, down below. Uh, so be sure to reach out. Have a great day.
0: Thank you. Yeah, thank you.